0: Right, let's get into it. Uh, brand new episode of Outside the Huddle. Andy, James and Paul with you as always. Everybody doing well? Staying Bunkered. safe?
1: Yeah, yeah. All good, you guys?
2: Bunkered? Yeah.
0: All right?
2: You all right? All yeah. good?
0: Are you tired, James?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm very tired. I'm so happy to be doing this podcast. It's, it's half past 12, I had two hours sleep.
1: I, just, <laughs> uh, I feel like I should mention that this is, I think this is the first week where I'm the only one that hasn't lost. Possibly. One well, would assume, given <laughs> given the limited amount.
2: Well, yeah, we've opened up the door for the losers club and luckily Paul gets to have a bye week, so we'll see you next week, Paul. Yeah. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. No, no. What, who gonna be, who's gonna be QB against us next week? Well,
2: that's a good point. Even you can't lose that
1: game. Oh, don't say that.
0: <laughs> right. Um yeah, another week goes by, another win for me also, don't forget. Weekly poll chicken legend spicy meal was the people's
2: choice
1: uh, that's fair I don't, I don't think out of all of our polls this is the one i don't really care but we're all yeah. in the we're all in yeah. agreement
2: by the way talking about mcdonald's how many burgers is too many burgers oh.
1: hmm. what is why are you asking
2: well i had mcdonald's <laughs> an hour and a half ago and i'll tell you the full story we put an order in um it was supposed to be for my son as well he's just tried his first burger finally and he likes it. So I said, we have a McDonald's. You can have your chicken nuggets, but then you have a little burger as well. So I ordered it. First of all, I managed to take out everything, including the burger. So he had a, he had a bun. <laughs> I ordered myself a double Big Mac, because they're doing double Big Macs, a triple cheeseburger, and a jerk chicken burger, because that's one of the specials. Okay, So that's mad to start with. And some chips, obviously, and a drink. Um, and then my missus, by accident, accidentally took off my son's order. By accident, she just lost it. So it turned up, he didn't have his mi- his milkshake, he didn't have his food. He had his burger with no with no um, burger in it. Um, so I gave him mine and put it in his bun and he ate it. That was great. And then I had to reorder so he could have his meal, which then meant I ordered nice. <laughs> silver, double cheeseburger and a chicken mayo 80, uh, 99p saver. And we also got McFlurry's. <laughs> so I had five burgers, large fries and a McFlurry.
1: You genuinely ate all of it?
2: I did eat all of it yeah struggled
1: no thats that isn't you're not a big guy
2: oh uh, yeah if I can put it away
1: <laughs> yeah fair play that is that is quite impressive <laughs> I would <laughs> say <laughs> if you ask me how many burgers is too many burgers I'd say three is too many burgers just Personally, normally three is too much I because if you like I get I get Chicken Legend obviously but if I was getting a burger I'd still get one burger on the side like one of the one pound ones but three I'd, I'd struggle with chips as well Nah. Chips and and vanilla milkshake, large. Adam, I, that then <laughs> <laughs> I also
2: I have got um a bit of history of this because I did do food challenges, not massively, like a couple of times. I just tried a food challenge, failed them all. Um, and then one time we went to blue water I had a TGI's and I had a starter which was like bonus chicken uh, wings. Cool. I then had a big XL burger, and then we did have a dessert. It was like a share of dessert, and then after it. I still felt a bit peckish. It was like an hour later. They um, challenged me to five double cheeseburgers and I ate four and a half. I couldn't eat the fifth and I lost 20 quid, which I was going about. But um, I do seem to have a thing about forcing food down my neck.
1: <laughs> so how long in the podcast are we before we've mentioned NFL? Uh, fast, fast quid, seven, seven minutes if we <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. <laughs> Let's maybe talk about why we're here.
0: Yeah, go on then. Um, James, you probably don't want to. Do you want to talk about anything about last night other than the fact that Tom Brady is a big, big
2: turd? (laughs) Are you referencing the way he played or the fact that he doesn't offer his hand anymore? Well, (laughs) Um, Yeah, he needs to stop doing that. That's embarrassing. Uh, I don't really understand it. And when he, when most of the problem is him. I mean, I'm not totally blaming him again because I think the play calling was terrible, but he made some terrible throws. I mean, the two interceptions were forced, weren't there? Either he's gone blind when there's a safety in the area. Um, I don't understand it. But for not shaking Jared Goff's hands, I can understand maybe Nick Foles because he's crap. Jared Goff isn't great, but he had a good game. Like, what what is there to be? Nothing, if Brady played terrible, Goff played well, just shake his hand. You lost. We should never have even been in it. Shake his hand, a better player won, move on. I don't I know think, why he does
1: it. Well, I, I think I do know why he does it, personally. And I could be wrong, but it seems pretty obvious to me in that we just spent more time talking about him not shaking hands in that last... Yeah, I've heard that theory. ...about how bad he was. And it's something that people do all <laughs> the time, and I'm, I've probably mentioned it in the pub before, but I always feel like... Or it's felt like when we had Mourinho as our manager that whenever we lost, he always said something completely outrageous. Because yeah. everyone talks about that and not how bad you play, and then the pressure's not really on you as much. Obviously, the pressure's still on, but you're, everyone's analysing that and not how bad he played because he played bad. Yeah. At the end of the day, and the headlines aren't going to be about the interceptions; it's about the handshaking. So I do think I understand why he does it. Mm. Um, I, I
2: don't know did, did he do this for the Pats because to be honest I've never paid that much attention
1: it. yeah I don't I don't remember it he, potentially but I don't recall. not this much
2: this
1: the third the, time yeah.
0: this year isn't it mm. they always won so <laughs>
2: yeah, that is true that's a good point yeah but to be fair he shook Bree's hand twice now <laughs> when he got humiliated in both of those so I don't know but um, regarding the game um, yeah <laughs> I just don't get the play calling you watch the Rams who you know they've got some good receivers they've got a good yeah you know, they have got a good offensive mind and everything else but their players are wide open every playing. our defense isn't the greatest at covering at uh, the coverage side of things but they were wide open like we'd get if we were getting pressure there would always be one of them and they'd be 6 yards wide open and i just can't help but think that's great coaching that's great scheming and then you've got the bucks who've got mike evans chris godwin and there's no excuses now they're all fit or fit enough ab i know he's there only for a few weeks but you've got those guys you've got gronk you've got brake you've got running backs and i'm not seeing any of them get open or if they do it's you know very he has to throw a really good ball and to be fair brady did throw some good balls into tight coverage but it's never like wide open and i can only just assume we're not coaching our scheme is just pretty lackluster boring it's almost like backing them to make big catches all the time both touchdowns were you know decent throws those first downs and then both touchdowns were amazing plays by the receiver. Evans managed to stand up, fight off two tackles, and then jump four yards for a touchdown. Godwin managed to turn his man, ride a tackle, jump over him, and then jump in for a touchdown. Those don't always happen. And if that doesn't happen, we don't even get a touchdown. And I don't, I don't know. Like, sometimes it's Brady. I think sometimes it's also really hard for Brady to complete those passes. You've got to be like spot on. And the thing is, once he misses a few, his confidence goes, and then he starts throwing the ball 50 yards for no reason. I don't understand what that's all about. I'm not sure,
1: I'm not sure his confidence goes as much as he gets pissed and he plays like someone who's a bit pissed off. And that's yeah. not and that, obviously then you're not thinking clearly and split seconds make a difference in the sport. But for me, I didn't watch the game, watch the highlights. Three things I took from it really would be that the rounds is a bad matchup for you with the way that they the way they play. I think the way they defend the run is bad. And anyone who can defend the run well is bad news for you because then the pressures on Brady, and i don't I always feel like he's been at his best when the run game's working, but that leads on to the second point in that his his running backs catching the ball is huge for him, and it always has been and that's probably the main flaw with this team, and we say it all the time is that your your backs are not part you're not they're not receiving backs at all um and I think it's a massive chink in your armor and it sort of highlights all the problems of Brady because the amount of plays where if he trusted his running back that he wouldn't have thrown that deep ball and it wouldn't have been interception and it's just, okay, now we're on second down and it's just the continuation of the drive and it's it was, yeah, it's it's probably his biggest strength is at, at the Patriots for me was his way of sort of making the drive continue and if he had a two-minute drive, there wasn't many incomplete passes because he'd always dump it off to the running back and it used to frustrate me so much being anti-Patriots that that's the way he did it and he's just not doing that with the, with the bucks and
3: no.
1: uh, yeah i think it's going to become more an issue as the season goes on because everyone's going to realize it
2: the field the flip side and i did mention this when i was talking in the pick six podcast
1: um the pick six um chat because what frustrates me the
2: most is we have that issue like ronald jones has never been a catcher at the backfield Fournette has actually been all right until the last couple of games. um But then, like, Sean McCoy is not that great. He's okay, but then he's an option. But if we're not going to trust the backs, why not just use a receiver? Because when we're third and 10, third and eight, third and nine, we know Brady's going to throw the ball. There's no point disguising it. We're not running it. We never do. So you might as well put someone in there who might be able to... I know it's a a little bit unnatural for them to come from the backfield, but I'd rather them work on something. Put one of the, like, Tyler Johnson, who gets, like, four snaps a game. Why not just give him a chance to just run out and give him a five-yard option if it comes to it? It's better than just throwing it and dropping it.
1: The Fourth. name escapes me. Who's the special teams guy that you got rid of at the start of the season?
2: Um, Roman Calais. Is
1: that it?
2: Well, he was a sixth round draft pick, but he was quite fast and supposed to be good on special teams. We got yeah. rid of him basically yeah, because of Fortinet.
1: Who was a sort of running back slash special teams guy that you got rid of when there was that decision making? I might be making. Yeah, sense.
2: That, that when they got Fournette they released him and he went elsewhere. I think.
1: Yeah, there's got to be. I mean, yeah, they had. You had for me if you get Brady and you're building a team around him, you go out and you seek a catch, a catching back. And I do think McCoy's quite good at that, personally, from in recent years. I've, I think he's more effective than he was originally. Um, but yeah, you haven't got a natural one, and that for me is the reason that I don't think you can win Super Bowl right now. But then again, three weeks ago, when you're beating the Saints by pretty comfortably we're all saying that you're a contender, so it's yeah, it's he's just carried away.
2: Who but, knows what the Bucks is? That's how I feel about it. You never know what bucks is going be. to
1: be. To be in, then knowing that you're not any good.
2: Yeah, I'd rather that. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I
0: mean, we don't even
1: know how to spell it, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> had a K in it.
2: But... <laughs> <laughs> Begins with an F U C.
1: Anyway, I it? I don't know, and I hate doing this to Andy because I know he's got some sort of system set up. Of... <laughs> where we go with the games but I always then think of a point and I don't think we can go any further without, without discussing the Saints because yeah, cool. for me this is it now I think you can't win the division and I know not many people are going to think that because then nobody seems to be as hard on the Saints as I am or ever have been but I think um, they are now I think you. I think everyone's
2: on board with the Saints going to win a division
1: I never left it and I'm proud to say <laughs> I don't think I did I
2: all bases every week. I'm going to listen back to every week. I reckon I've heard the <laughs> same. Yeah, bad. make the Saints'
1: odds <laughs> good. If that was the outcome. I'll find something that I've been right about. But <laughs> with the Saints, I, I feel like I've got it spot on. I was maybe a little bit late because I said that they'll start slowly and then week four they'll start their sort of rise to the top. But it's probably about week six that they actually got going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're. The, I called. I said they're the best team in the NFL before the start of the season. Um. Mm-hmm. You're I sort them when I was talking about the Packers being the best team in the NFC last week. But, yeah, um, we won't mention that anyway. Looking forward to that game. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I agree. What do you
2: think about Taysom Hill anyway? that We, we brought it up. I said, did, you, did we see James Winston not getting started? And surprisingly, I didn't see really Taysom Hill starting. But what do you think Harry played?
1: I don't think you can judge him against the Falcons. Um, <laughs> I actually don't think he was that impressive. I've heard a few people who watched the full game say the stat lines more impressive than he looks like someone who's never played an NFL game before. Um, he didn't do badly, but he's not that. He's not a game changer. He's not their number one guy. But it makes sense that you give him the chance because you know what Winston is. We've seen we've got tape on Winston. We haven't seen what Taysom Hill is. And if you're making that decision next year without Breeze. You have to know what both guys are before you decide who you're going with. So We should have given it more thought, but when do we ever do that? That's not what we're here for, is it? We're, we're not paid to, paid to do that. All. We're here to make rash comments and maybe one of them sticks.
2: <laughs> and hold the other one to it forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, I think this, yeah, there's not much to go from the Saints game. I don't think we have to talk about it much. But no,
2: you're you're the, right. Obviously, Taysom Hill against a proper defence because the Falcons ended up kind of being a bit of a shambles like they have been. They've gone back again. So that's that for the Falcons. I don't really care about them anymore. Until they play the Bucks, I'm sure they'll probably set us over.
1: They also didn't utilise Kamara as much as I think they would have
2: or should have. That was my next point. Do you feel with Taysom Hill, because obviously he brings that dual threat, and the way he plays, you're taking Kamara away from him, like the the game plan a little bit? Because it felt like that. I think dual threat,
1: but the dual threat is not as good as the single threat of Kamara for me. Don't Mm -hmm. overcomplicate it. He's the best dual threat Kamara as a jewel for it is the best running back in the league for me. Mm. Even when McCaffrey's fit, I'd say they're fifty-fifty. So don't overcomplicate it because you've got a back that like there was in wildcats to Kamara and direct snaps, and it's like you don't need that. He's good enough to do it. The basic play, give him the ball and let him do his magic. Don't. Mm. I think yeah, that it could be a hindrance. The extra the extra hand in their sort of offense now could complicate it too much I think um last cup certainly this week and I'm sure it, it was
0: pretty similar uh, recently Murray's matching him in terms of workload yeah he's getting he's
1: getting the same if not slightly more um, yeah, yeah, so, I think they I think they're great together yeah it's, they're different and Murray's the the big guy that gets the yards if you need to. I think they've got everything covered between them. So. But the,
3: the
2: thing is, the thing that people forget about Murray, and to be fair, you've been on that, Paul. You've been, you know, you've built up and said how good Murray is, and he's that type of back. But the thing is, like two years ago or even three years ago, Mark, it was Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was the main guy with Kamara sprinkled in, yeah. and then he gives you the big shot plays as well as the passing game. And Mark Ingram does the hard work, and it feels like they've gone that way the last few weeks, where Murray's now getting the churning, working hard. They just bring Kamara in for half a dozen plays, and then obviously he
1: goes off on one or two plays, and then catches loads. I feel like it works so much better when it's like that. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it's perfect, perfect combo. I think it's better than the Ingram combination. They're not. I don't think Murray's as good as Ingram was that year because I thought Ingram was amazing, but he's big, so even when he's not making five yards and it's only two yards, you have to put the energy in to stop him. Yeah. He's Pants.
2: frustrating to watch. Like uh, when you're playing him, he just grinds out and he keeps. And a lot, yeah,
1: a long drive, come forty yards in, and the Saints are in foot, field goal range. You're panting because Murray's been knocking on you down, and then Kamara comes in and can just run through you. I think it, I think it works well, and that that is why I think I've had them down as the number one team in the league. Mainly, anyway, let's
2: move on. I've had enough of the Saints. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm happy He's to patting
2: on. himself on the back here. <laughs> I'm happy
0: to move on. Um, the only thing I was going to go back to with that, uh, the NFC West, obviously we can we can kind of put the game to one side, but Rams winning, Seahawks putting the Cardinals to bed. We weren't sure where that division was going. Any guesses from
2: this point?
1: It's only got more complicated, if anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I think, if anything, I'm less confident now. We're on the fence still.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The i probably yeah more confused now than I was a couple of weeks ago because I had the Rams in contention but not likely and now I can't really... Do you make them favourites? The thing is, we, we can't run away with
2: it because I feel like the Rams won last night by three points against a team that was not good. They really weren't good and, um, you know, they've had a couple of nice wins but it just depends. We all know what the Seahawks can do they can get the points on the board. There's no way Goff keeps up with them, but it's that defense. So I don't know. I, I still think the Cardinals are very much as good as any. For so.
1: me, the, the bit that I always, with my heart, I'm saying the Seahawks win it and um, because of obvious reasons. But the lowest ceiling is the Rams because they don't rely on great quarterback play. Um, their defense is so good that when Goff's competent, they should win. Whereas the Seahawks are relying on Russ to be very good to win, so the, the the smart choice is probably the Rams there, because they don't rely so they're not they're not so dependent on anything. They're dependent on Donald, but he turns up every week and always will. Yeah. So for me, you have to rely on Wilson to be at his best every week, and the more crunch it gets, the more I expect him to do so. So I'm still saying the Seahawks. But, yeah, can't rule out the Cardinals. Can't rule out the Rams at all. What about the 49ers? Who cares?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> football football. <laughs> um,
0: who'd have thought, right, we set this podcast up talking about the, it is the greatest sport on the planet. Um, who'd have thought we'd spend so much time talking about this shower of shit that is um, the NFC East? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I went... What
2: I else did we say else to... I think I think you summed it up, though. You know, you said this is the greatest sport, and that's why, because there's four shit teams, and they're all in the same division. So it makes it interesting we've got, a, you know, four crap teams who might get to the playoffs.
1: i was speaking to Ben on Twitter this week. I put a comment, I put a photo of the division up, and I put, this is fun. Ooh. And people were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And at the end of the day, sport is entertainment. Tell me this isn't entertaining. <laughs> What is oh, every team on three wins? This is better than a division where someone's won 10 games and everyone else is not involved. This is what you want. The final week of the season is two divisional games in that division, which means that it's going to be all to play for. <laughs> Sorry, they making faces for some reason because I, I, I'm not sure. Because I, to, I, you have to buy into this.
2: No, I, I do a bit. I think, I think the thing that really annoys me about your division, right, is the fact the Eagles are still top. I mean, they've been absolutely dire for ages, and they're That's still true. hanging in there. Well, like, they're top. Come on, someone no, the top. only
1: reason they're top is because the Bengals were so bad that they refused to beat them, and it's costing <laughs> everyone else. And you just know the Bengals are going to somehow turn up this week. We'll talk about it the predictions pod, but the Dallas, I, I guess we have to go there. Andy. Let's go there. But Dallas winning is throwing a massive spanner in the works for me because we're yeah. all ruling them out. But then mm-hmm. that's back-to-back performances from them. Yeah. I think you have, to,
2: you have to adjust your opinion of the Cowboys because mm-hmm. that's now two decent days on defence. You know, mm-hmm. good enough. A lot better than they were. And, and the offence, that was the best they've looked from start to finish. I know it wasn't as explosive as Dak Prescott, but they was in it and, and actually leading for most of the game. That's When Prescott was there, they wasn't even doing that. So for me, I'm completely changing about how I feel about the Cowboys. And I know the Vikings aren't perfect, as Andy's about to tell us. You know, they, they But they was on a great run and they were the team to beat, to be fair.
1: Well, my, my home league's got myself and another Giants fan, an Eagles fan and two Cowboys fans in it. And before this week... Before this week, we were um, talking about it and I said, I make the Giants favourites because I think we're the form team. The Eagles fan was in disarray and said, yeah, I don't even want to win the division, fuck off. Um, And the Cowboys fan said, I I don't make us favourites, but if we play like we did last week, every week, we're the best team in the division and they're absolutely right. I just didn't think that they could and they've done it two weeks in a row now, so... Yeah. Although the Eagles are top, I make them third favourites for the division. I make them last. I mean, yeah. Just I, I honestly fun. can't. Go, and I, I don't get the hate for it. I know the reason there's hate for it is because there's going to be teams that are much, much better that aren't even in the race, i.e. the Vikings um, and other teams <laughs> like that. But in terms of out of context, just look at that division on paper. Every game's huge now for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Whoever whoever wants to lose the least is going to end up winning it somehow. And yeah, I couldn't rule out anyone. I don't
0: see the f- before. I will I will mention the Vikings game, but I don't see Philadelphia winning any of their next four. Mm. Um, we said it was
1: sweet, didn't. We their next five games is uh, sh- they should lose them comfortably. They're, they're three ten and one in a month's time. And, and, we- and we've got to play we've got to play the Bengals and then some tough games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should have one win. Uh, Cowboys are probably favourites, really, because they've got two divisional games left. I think. Yeah, they've got
0: the they've got Washington, then they've got the Ravens, then the Bengals, 49ers. Yeah, they're
1: favourites.
0: Yeah. By far the easiest. They were, um, like James said, they were the marked improvement defensively. I think uh, last couple of games, and then I said at the start of the season when I was going through what I thought our season would be I had this down as a loss obviously when Dak uh, factored into that um, but I did say even last week I said to a couple of people I am not. I don't feel good about this game uh, and then obviously found out Dalton was going to play felt even less confident um, and it was always going to be a back and forth game because neither of those defences are although both have improved they're probably not going to make a big, a big stop a big play and um, And we just left them, it was that thing again, we went ahead and we left them too much time on the clock. And even a a competent quarterback, the Dalton is, you leave somebody four minutes on the clock. He he can manage his way through
1: that. Um, Four downs. When you've got four minutes and four downs. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And the way the game was going as well. Like, I
2: know there was a couple of stops by you guys and you got a couple of turnovers, I think, or at least a turnover, but he was generally getting the ball moving. He was getting first downs. So, and he's got the weapons and he actually played quite well, to be fair to him.
3: You know, I'm a
1: big fan of Dalton. Yeah, I haven't really, I didn't watch the game or the highlights because I don't really ever tend to when a a, a rival wins, but I heard Elliot run the ball better this week. Mm. Makes a massive difference for a quarterback.
2: Um, because he looked like he was hungry like the first time this year he generally looked like the old Elliot he was just he was taking the players with him he looked like he had that burst of energy he was a different player and and to be fair I think a lot of that lies with Mick McCarthy and the scheme because he's never been great with running backs and it feels like something's changed it feels like they've gone actually we've got a right, good running listen. back here
1: if they've, if they've clicked it's dangerous what well, dangerous it's not the end of the world because not going anywhere anyway but like if they have clicked then it's dangerous when Prescott gets back Mm. if they decide to go with him. It's really interesting. I don't like talking about Dallas too much, but where they are poised now, if they don't get to the playoffs, do they blow it all up? And There's rumours of them trying to trade up for um, Trevor Lawrence, but it's going to take so much. And they don't have a lot. Mm -hmm. The defence is already struggling so yeah interesting times the next sort of year calendar year for the cowboys they could be looking completely different i still think they've got to stick with dak but do you pay a man who you've already struggled with you've already struggled to pay him before he broke his leg or whatever it was that he did um so yeah interesting times. yeah
2: um, the vikings
0: though what I would say about the Vikings is if I ever see um, Chris Jones playing in a Viking shirt again, it will be too soon because if you do see any of it back, um, this guy, we picked him up off the waiver's former Lions back, um, Pollard on Pollard's touchdown run. I mean, it wasn't even, it was like a, you know, a Matador when he kind of moved aside. <laughs> It's incredible when you see it. Not even an attempt to stand in his way. Um yeah, he should never play again. But
1: uh Can't
0: No. No, he, he did well again. He was he was the same thing we talked about, getting the ball out quick. Um we and we've mentioned before Cook is incredible, but we are really dangerous when we use our receivers as well. Um, you know, they're both absolutely stellar at the minute and Especially in that game, Dallas struggled, struggled with them both, and we just couldn't put anything together in the last drive. But keep mixing that up, and I think
1: we will win a few more games. The offense on paper is decent, isn't it? It's just when you look, I think you're probably a, a stud tight end away from all, yeah. all your all your weapons, and that can only help. But yeah, you shouldn't have any problems there. It's just stuffing, and you. Hunters, we, we need to do more. I guess it's a massive miss.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, When when everyone's clicking, you never know. But, yeah, I think that's your season done. So,
0: Yes, yeah, it was nice. While well, The dream was there, wasn't it, dangle? But uh, what do we, you know, lose every game, Paul, do you think? James, is
2: that the
1: tactic? Uh, no, nice, Paul, no, then, yeah. Not <laughs> now, I think. I think you should only try to lose when you've got that chance of a top-three pick. I think it's, once you get out of that top-tier range, the chances are you're going to be able to get your guy regardless because it then becomes positional, and unless you're unlucky, you're not battling with someone right next to you for a position. So, yeah, outside the, the elite, elite players, where it's like, oh, he's going to go number one because he's the best, and then he's the best defensive guy... you should be fine getting... If you win the next three games, it's not going to hinder you too much.
2: Yeah, when you're going for cornerback, I mean, you might not get the first two or three, but you can take one in the 15th pick, can't you? And it'll probably be all right, mate, so...
1: We like to... We don't... I wouldn't recommend drafting cornerbacks first round because then they tend to shoot people and then... Yeah, but then they get away with it. (laughs) And then they end up on the
3: Chiefs
1: (laughs) winning a Super Bowl.
0: I know Paul did just say about um, losing games... We will just stipulate as a podcast. We don't advocate delivering losing games in fantasy football. Just put that out there. <laughs> Always set your teams.
1: Always set your teams. If your missus is dying next to you, say, hang on, can you hold on for five minutes? <laughs> because we'll just, I just need to make sure I don't get penalised.
2: Yeah, I mean, we can go through all the scenarios. I mean, the house is burning around you. You make sure you make that quarterback change, bring that running back in, then you get out the house. That's that's yeah. how it is, isn't it, So.
1: It's like yeah, what well, you can only take one thing with you when you're acid burning. It's
2: Fantasy like, football
0: book. <laughs> well, I'm not
1: leaving until I've set my teams. So.
2: Exactly it, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, little plus though that the Packers got beat, yeah. Yeah, who'd have called that?
3: Eh? I don't know. Oh.
1: I, I, feel like I can claim this as a win still. Am <laughs> I like you? Both did the exact same thing there. <laughs> we you knew know, it, I'm it was coming. I laughed as if here he goes again. Listen. We they should have won at the end of the day. They should have won, yeah. There was a better team for most of the game, but you know how I say I, if I say enough things, then I can always find something
3: Ooh.
1: to claim as a win. Jonathan Taylor, that was that. Never a doubt. Yeah, you called. Yeah. You jump back on the bandwagon after he has a good game. Hey, I said, I said, go and buy him. Last week, I said, go and buy him. <laughs> what he was going for was ridiculous, and. Even now, you'd be looking at it a week later going, how did I manage that? Um, yeah, but it's because he, he played against the Packers. They, I told you, they can't stop the run. They gave him the ball in the second half, which is they already did. more than they've ever done. Um, yeah, to be that's... fair, they the running game weren't great in the first
2: half. And mm-hmm. then in the second half, they found... Well, Taylor found a few yards every play, basically, and then they just
1: kept ramming it down their throat. And it, it paid off. I mean, the it problem was... with the Packers is they're just... They, they could pitch it, I don't think it's a everyone, I was reading about people saying oh, they're clearly a player short so, well, if they're a player short why did they go with that many points up? The that thing is, is, management Yeah, I, it's happened a
2: couple of times this year already, it, it feels like they get ahead sometimes and they just sort of think, okay we'll just try and do the usual cl- like slow yeah. the clock down, try and get a first down not worry about scoring any more points, they did it against the Vikings, mm. you know they got in. The, they kind of got like the edge, they look they're much better team. And then all of a sudden they go free and out a couple of times. And then they fall behind. And then all of a sudden Rogers has now got to start putting it together. And it just sometimes it doesn't happen. And he, he did it. He got him back in it to get him to overtime. And in fact, they had a chance to win it at the end, obviously. But you're, you're playing a 50 50 game. If you go into overtime, and they had a chance to win it on that final drive. It could have even gone either way. But he had that chance. They didn't do it. They go to overtime. He got the ball. You're thinking, brilliant. That's it. It's Rogers is going to win. He got a couple of nice passes. And then the turnover happened. But yeah, that's like the that. luck of the draw of overtime, isn't it? It's almost a 50-50. One mistake, one three and out, you could lose the game. So you shouldn't get in that position in the first place. And they, sh- they scored three points the whole second half. That's just not
1: acceptable. I agree that, that from, and I'm a Roger's defender and always will be, but when you're that many points up, If you then don't win the game, it's not on the offence, it's on the defence. Because it's only one or two stops and then it doesn't matter what the offence does. So I think that that's what... And we all know that their defence isn't great. I I think it's better than you do, but at the end of the day, they're at fault because... One or two stops, and it, the momentum's gone. Too much time's off the clock, and then it's over. So,
2: did anyone see that last drive though? Before Rogers led them down there for the field goal, <laughs> there was like eight holding calls in a row Jesus, on the Colts. was every play flag, every play. I was like, what? <laughs> they went from having an easy field goal and potentially having a chance themselves to get a touchdown to being one and thirty at one point. <laughs> Crazy. They're
0: <laughs> a strange old team, I think. Indy. I mean. We all tipped them up at the start of the season, but they really when people talk about like oh, you've got a running back committee, they've got an entire offensive committee talk about sharing like the workload they had
1: they used eleven different receivers and six different running options in that game there wasn't there isn't a single guy in fantasy that's performing to their mm. like like their ability because of that, and it it must be hard to defend against but I think Pittman's, re- I think he's the guy now. I think it's, he's their wide receiver one. Hilton's a great servant and he still does a job, but he's, every week he's starting to look more in the game, Pittman, and now he's had his mini explosion and I think he'll be their guy. He's great. I really like him. Uh, Rivers is not underperforming, if I can say that as a compliment. He's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, and then the, yeah, the running back options they're all different, they all do a job the offensive line is great um, I we so, I sort of said it we said it at the start of the season we make them favourites for the division and a sly underdog to go all the way because they've got sort of a bit of everything and it's sort of now clicking I guess they've gone under the radar almost this season I don't know why for me it might just be my experience but People have stopped talking about them too soon. Mm-hmm. They didn't do enough wrong for everyone to start like, being uninterested.
2: I, I think we should start picking out a player every game because there was a, a quarterback sneak for the Colts and yeah. he went for nine yards <laughs> or eight yards or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, that
1: is a hell of a run. And well, I love okay. him. We mentioned it. We, we've actually <laughs> spoke about Jacoby a bit this season because we said why are we, why are we giving up on him? But it's a couple of times now that they've brought him in for a run
2: that's the thing is they can do that and Mm. he can also it won't be quite a Taysom hill obviously but it's just something else isn't it and that's what that offense might need because dead, and you've got an old quarterback who has moments where he can't throw the ball sometimes you just need to do something different and they've got options and to be fair rivers has been fine i've I've, you know i've been his biggest biggest critic but the last three or four weeks he's been solid and that's all they want yeah yeah, yeah four
0: they've won four the last five um teams too yeah Yeah. they've got they have got some tough games coming up they go they play the titans next week which i'm sure we'll cover in the next episode things like they've played them five six times that's to say yeah they played them last week uh and they've got the steelers and the raiders in there so we'll find out exactly what they're made of but yeah uh, they're getting it done um other nfc team um uh, nfc north rather we've got to just mention the lions i mean jesus christ uh (laughs) first game in his career that Stafford hasn't registered a point
1: um, It's not the fact they didn't register a point, it's who It's who they didn't register That is You can't be shut out by a team that's won three games this season
2: No, that, I mean yeah. and they technically had their backup quarterback, it's not even like I, I like PJ Walker from the XFL, he had some good moments in this game, but it was mainly because the Lions were terrible so, I mean, it's not like you've had Teddy out there. They've got their receivers. They've not got Christian McCaffrey. So, technically, two of their big players on offence are out there. And they had no issues moving to the Bournemouth. They scored 20 points easily, two interceptions in the red zone. And they don't score. I mean, they weren't even, in, even remotely in that game. That was, if Patricia's not gone by the end of this season, then the Lions might as well just burn it down now. Burn <laughs> it yeah. down.
0: It's, but it's not lost on me that we have the same record as them. But yet somehow they just seem entirely
2: more comical than we do. Like
3: well, We can see where you're have.
2: going. Though, you've, you've got enough talent. You're going somewhere. They're, they're, you, yeah, They I should be even in the same conversation.
1: That is, yeah. They're, they've got a better record than us. So, like, and I'm talking about winning the division. So, <laughs> yeah. The Lions for me are possibly, if I was If you ask me who's the one franchise that is in the worst spot right now, I might say the Lions. Just simply because I don't think they... They're not bad enough to be getting that top pick, but they're also just nowhere near anything. Maybe the Jags. The reason the Jets aren't is because we know exactly where they're going. They've got got to have the best quarterback coming out of the draft, and you never know. But, yeah. I think I
2: think you can include the Falcons the same. Lions and the Falcons have both have got enough pieces for you. Like they have the potential to be good, but they never yeah. are, yeah. and they need to do something to change it. And they won't because they have still got enough there to sort of stop them. And they're well, not got a high pick.
1: Yeah, only reason I'd put the Falcons out of that bracket is because they've already done something in in getting rid of their true. They've,
3: they've,
1: at least they know at least <laughs> they're missing it. Whereas the Lions sort of just are going, no, we're all right. You say
2: that. I'm waiting for Patricia to be signed by the Falcons.
1: Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll win next week. They'll, they'll win and he'll survive. And Before we um, move on to the next game, I just wanted to mention there was a wide receiver. Of
3: course, of course you do. And a
1: little bit of Curtis Samuel Corner turning up again. Let's be honest, last five or six weeks, he's, he's been consistently good. Oh, the
2: five or six weeks. So what happened last week then, Paul?
1: That was the one week, five of the last six weeks.
2: What about the six weeks ago when he got like 20 yards?
1: Yeah, that was the week before.
2: <laughs> he's had three out of five weeks where he's been good. I'll give you that. That's not bad.
1: <laughs> 70 receiving yards, touchdown, a couple of rushing yards again. Probably a little bit light on the yards. Um, but from a fantasy point of view, eight receptions. It's mm. a great week. He's got 20 points there. Yeah. For a guy who's been drafted, 10th, 11th round, not bad
0: where are we running total anybody know towards yeah, this jersey
2: don't worry i've got this all covered mate got a bit light on yards yeah so he's got five touchdowns so he's three away on that and he's still going to i reckon he'll foul on that yet yeah. um but he's got 557 total yards which means he now needs to average 88.6 yards per game because they've only got five left mm. and he started off needing 68 so he's yet to he's only had one game above that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the yards is going to be like he needs a big big game He needs to break 100 yards twice, basically, and I don't think he will. But if he gets, I reckon, what I've heard is, I'm not sure if it's true, but for every touchdown he gets over eight, he gets an extra 20 yards. I don't know. Someone told me that.
2: (laughs) Well, if someone's told you that, Paul, then yeah.
0: (laughs) He might go off next week. Imagine he's going to go off against the Vikings, and
2: I'll never hear the end of that.
1: If he gets... I wanted to do like Dalvin Cook numbers. Because then he's almost there.
2: I think what worried, I'd worry is... The, isn't Christian McCaffrey back? Oh, yeah,
1: God. but I, I, I'm not actually worried about that. I think... I mean, I am.
2: <laughs> That's his, he's only had two receiving touchdowns. That was a brilliant one, by the way. But other than that, he only gets them on the ground. And if you've got McCaffrey and
1: Davis, he's not going to get many touches, is he? Yeah, moving on. I, I'm moving on because people are probably bored of him um, what do we think about Walker in terms of getting a job he needs I, I'm
2: glad he's got his chance I'm glad he's had a, had a game where he started it and he actually looked fairly good bar those two interceptions, both of them were poor um, and, and, in, and in, re, in the red zone you can't do that but I'm, I'd like Teddy to probably sit out another week or two because Panthers aren't going aren't to miss him and just see what he can actually offer because there's not enough there for me to go, yeah, he'll get a chance somewhere
1: else. I don't think he will. I think he's one of them guys that's relying on luck. I think he needs to go somewhere and hope someone gets injured so he gets a, an actual chance of three or four games and then you never know. But he's not going to be given a chance on blind faith. He's going to no. have to wait and he could end up with a team where someone doesn't get injured and we never see him play again. He's
2: he's also with the head coach he had at college, so he knows the game, his game. He's probably at the best place. So if it, if he's doing doing okay there, but nothing better, then he's not going to do any better anywhere else, in my eyes. Yeah, I mean,
0: well, to be fair, he's at Carolina. There's, every, you know, he's, Teddy's not the most resilient quarterback in the world. Yeah. So if he hangs
1: about there, he might get four or five games.
0: I
3: think they, work,
1: they could work well together because you could start him this would never happen but imagine it's like oh this is a game where we need we need a game manager we've got we're pretty we're one of the better teams in this game oh we can start Teddy oh we've got we need something special let's start Walker that's what I'd like to see <laughs> he's quick as well isn't he like, I like him I like he's lightning XFL I don't think I watched a single minute single snap oh I did he was awesome I mean I don't know why anyone would personally, <sighs> I mean, I don't anyone would, personally. <sighs> you don't know what
2: you're people. missing Paul it's like watching the Giants but the Giants being the best team <laughs>
1: If I don't get... What What have you just tried to tell me?
2: What well, I'm telling you is, <laughs> it, <laughs> if the Giants were in the XFL... If the Giants were in the XFL, they'd be good.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's the... That's
0: the um, well, Paul's kind of appointed them divisional winners. What are you talking about there? <laughs> Put the whole division in the XFL. Um, quick word on... Do you want to... Kinda of got that we want to cover Mahomes and the Chiefs. Any any words that you would like to offer the Miami Dolphins
2: supporters out there? Um, that's Told what you. happens when your defense and special teams doesn't win you the game. Told you. <laughs> don't get wrong, two is going to have better days. That was one of those days he got found out. there was limited. Don't panic. It's not over. You're playing well, the Jets well, next. They'll be fine.
1: Were they in the pod off? Who
2: hey, the
1: Dolphins?
0: No, we didn't.
1: Good, because like we said, it's a matter of time. Everyone's getting carried away. The the, i mean, the Broncos—wasn't the one for me that was going to make them sort of um, shut up. Is the nicest way to put it. But uh, (laughs) I feel like the Dolphins are becoming your new Bears. No, no, I actually, yeah, like I said at the start of the season, I wanted—I saw the the surprise playoff team, and I like the young. They're exciting, but it just annoys me when someone goes, "Oh, we've won three games in a row." With like, the sky is the limit. It's like no, wild card is the limit, and it always has been. Um, and it's almost going to seem like a disap- like you feel like they're going to react disappointed when they only get a wild card spot, and it's like that is a great achievement. It's a great year, definitely is. It is yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And this season was meant to be. For most, it was meant to be, oh, we'll bleed two into the team halfway through and he'll get some experience. And then next season, we'll go for the playoffs and you could already be there. So, like, yeah, they're doing fine, but this is probably what they needed a bit of a reality check. Let's not get carried away. It came at probably the right time because if it comes against a better opponent, it could be brutal. Yeah, it comes at the
2: right time because now they've got two bounce-back games. Jets and the Bengals. There's your two wins. You get to eight and four, then you play the Chiefs. And if you really believe you might nick a game, do it then. Then come back to us. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: Um,
1: I heard you mention... Mahomes' name. What was you saying? Just no. I was
0: just going to say that's where I had it. Obviously, we've got the uh, the competition as well. But I was I was just saving that little bit for the end because he's kind of just moving his way up towards that MVP
1: position again, isn't he? I just I don't see anyone else who can challenge right now. He's consistent. I don't see any consistent on that <laughs> level. He's in the best scheme, but like when you watch him, it isn't just scheme play. No, no, no. He makes it happen. He's special. He, he makes it happen. Yeah, the scheme is give Mahomes the ball and let him make magic. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And it's working. I I, I mean, we've never talked before the season about how much money he's earning and I think he's worth every penny. What but about the Raiders though? The flip, let's talk about the Raiders because I don't think really pushed them. They certainly pushed them more than I thought. They forward. are a solid team. Um, if they can sneak into the playoffs, they could upset someone in that first week. Um, they've got to get the <laughs> the Chiefs are praying they do not come up against the, Raven, the, the, the Raiders first game of the, season of the playoffs Definitely. because they, 50-50. they yeah they'd fancy their chances against anyone else over them I reckon yeah, yeah I got, agree they've got some solid weapons haven't they? I mean they're getting a tune out of Aguilar you know. Cars playing well
0: um, cars, cars good car. uh, Renfro's really solid in that
2: slot just picking up those short ones Voila. running back yeah yeah then he's still yeah. got heavy rugs really I feel like he's not even you know he's had his injuries he just hasn't been in it and what happens when he starts getting involved because th-
1: the that's... thing is rugs is like how many deep threats can you have like how effective can they be if the Aguilar and rugs are going to be stood next to each other saying do you want this one
2: <laughs> like got... I feel sorry for rugs I mean he must be waiting for you know the drop catches to happen and it hasn't happened it means he doesn't get the chances
1: <laughs> he'll his time
0: it will be fine yeah, yeah. um James, do you want to do the
2: competition? Yeah, let's go for it. So, yeah, I've gone through a list of names. There was 172 entries. Um, so, yeah, my hat is full. You can hear it rustling.
1: Yeah. I, I was to count out 172 to make sure they're all there, please.
2: Yeah, okay. One, 171, <laughs> 172. There we go. Look, you can hear it. There's probably 173 yeah, that somehow. Sounds,
1: that sounds like 170-odd.
2: <laughs> I thought so. I'm good to hear it. So a bit like the FA Cup. I'm, I've had a few drinks, so let's pull it out. You haven't entered this yourself, by the way, have you? James Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So the winner is the Zoo House Goat. Ah boo!
1: <laughs>
2: How does that happen, eh?
1: Um, is so. he a Bucks fan?
2: He is. I think. I think that's the Bucks fan. <laughs>
1: Oh well, it's one
2: of the, one of them's a Bucks fan. One of them, I think it's either the bear or the goat. I think it's the goat.
1: At well, either least... way, anyway, we
2: we'll make sure the Bucks fan gets it. I'm glad
1: it's...
2: Yeah, that's the main thing. So, congratulations, well done. And um, by the end of the week, I'll send that out, hopefully. But oh, the that... note, I have got another. Com- we've got another competition ready. Um, it would have been up already if uh, Fanatics International hadn't lost my parcel apparently, so um, I've got something else on order, so when that comes maybe a, a certain fan base that feel like we give them a hard time might have the chance to win the competition
0: Andy, do you know about this? I did know uh, there was another one lined up but I can't remember what the team yeah. was or... I, have no, I, I must a... have not been paying attention I get a hard time, is it me? Yes <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Everyone
1: gets a hard time off us I was going to say, I feel like I get a hard time Bears. off of us so.
2: So so you're guessing the Bears
1: I think it's the Dolphins right
2: yeah it's the Dolphins Uh, so yeah that might be up at the weekend if I get the stuff through or if not it'll be next week
1: and for the uh, LSU fans (laughs) I'm not giving it away I'm not giving it away I'd rather throw it in the bin than give it to one of you guys (laughs) Uh, anything else before we wrap this up
3: Yeah,
2: two things one quick one Catherine uh, Catherine. no not Catherine one we're talking about Catherine Um, (laughs) Carson Wentz (laughs) Catherine Wentz (laughs) Catherine Wentz Um, (laughs) 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 what what do you think we should do with
1: Catherine Wentz (laughs)
0: Um, it's just another excuse to stick to the Eagles fans yeah we'll we'll bring them
2: into
1: it I feel like they were a bit touchy on Sunday about nine o'clock in the group chat all I said was Something about them getting benched, and I, I felt I felt attacked. <laughs> I felt attacked. Um, yeah, it was beautiful to watch. They're bad. We all knew it. There's n- honestly, I, is there much more to say than they are a bad football team? Like you? how the mighty have fallen. Carson Wentz, MVP candidate. Honestly, <laughs> he's not good enough to play in the NFL. <laughs> I'm, I think. I think I'm thinking,
2: are you going a bit too far with this? But you're not really.
1: That's, there is, there is. He's playing.
2: He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now.
1: I don't think there's one worse.
2: Well, he's... I think Joe Flacco might be up there.
1: Oh, that like out of the starting quarterbacks, I'm I'm struggling.
0: It's yeah, a, um, there's a stat that I found. I didn't have to look very hard for it. Carson Wentz is the only quarterback in the NFL to start every game this season and end up with a sub 100 passer rating in every
1: game. Well, uh, yeah. that, that's pretty much proved it. <laughs> he is awful, and Does I,
3: mean I, balls,
1: oh, sh- should he be benched? Absolutely not. I don't <laughs> want to stop watching.
3: <laughs> Keeping Keep him for the whole sixteen six weeks,
1: five, five years. I want to see that. It was like, sorry to bring this up, Andy. It was like when, they, it was like when Arsenal couldn't get rid of Wenger. Oh, <laughs> keep him there. Give him another year.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, but Wenger, is, Wenger was dining out on what he'd done for yeah. years. Carson hasn't. dining out on a. Niche. He didn't even
2: technically win a Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's not got to no Arsenal Wenger levels, has he? No.
1: Yeah, it's great. And. Uh, there was a part of me that like, oh, why are there so many Eagles found in the group chat? And now I'm like, I'm going to recruit more.
2: <laughs> I love how he uses the word recruit.
1: Yeah. We've what all been recruited by Paul. Well, yeah, how else do you think it works? I have to vet them, study are
2: them, you, them. You let us in. Yeah.
1: Welcome. fifty.
2: <laughs> right, and the other point I've got is, um, we, we discussed this before we recorded, but Maybe like an MVP of the week, or it doesn't have to be a quarterback. Just the best player of the week, who we would say stands out.
3: Ooh.
1: Do you have any? I could prepare for this podcast because uh, you know, wow. even if you did prepare, you wouldn't prepare. Uh, I'm just going to look at my fantasy team. And see who's got loads of points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going
2: to chuck Adam Thielen in there.
1: Yeah, let's go with Eelan. I was going to chuck, um, Keenan Allen in it. But like yep. he ready against the Jets, so I'm actually going to go for a quarterback. Um, and I'm going to go for a Yeah, a great week. Um, over 300 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Tarry I mean, if the if the Texans win, he's probably carried them. But yeah, he played really well this week. He did, yeah. He played like so.
2: I had him and Kurt as my as quarterbacks. I had Delvin Cook, Phelan and Keenan Allen because 16 catches is quite impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive. Kirk Cousins getting talked about in uh, off the week. Right. MVP and Kirk Cousins.
2: And, and they both
1: lost as well. <laughs> MVP. I, I'm, I must have missed that because I was thinking, <laughs> did he say Kurt? I don't think Kurt Warner was still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I must be drunk. The <laughs> only, um, he lost. In defence of Phelan
0: as well. Like when you think about what he's doing and what he has done, I and mean, the the quarterbacks that he's had mm. play with him—Sam Bradford, <laughs> Bradford, Case Keenum, mm. Cousins—I mean, yeah. put that guy behind uh, in front of a, a, a proper quarterback, and Jesus. If you if you
1: plan on moving on from him, um, I would be really excited to see where he ends up. I don't move, think
2: move to... with Tom Brady and watching him get five hundred yards in the season.
1: Like I, yeah, I'm, I'd be interested to see him take a pay cut and go somewhere competing. Never, no, he's 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 bleeds purple man. I'm I mean, going have nothing to say. Maybe he does.
2: Imagine him with Justin Herbert, Oof. him and Keenan <laughs> Allen on the same team. That'd be amazing. I love
1: him. I'd love to really? see him on the Chiefs. I'd
3: nah.
1: love to, that, I mean they've got no the money left surely because I thought him and Diggs really worked well together with Diggs being the deep threat didn't necessarily work for Diggs that much because he's more of a talent than just a deep threat but somehow Tyreek Hills kind of made being a deep threat also you're also really effective mm. Um so yeah I'd love to see him have another receiver that's not that guy I do
0: have a lot of guy love. I love them. The man. (laughs)
1: What else before we wrap up? I mean, I think every time you've asked, but we're still here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nothing else. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. We'll be back uh, later on with our predictions pod, so go and do your studying. Go and do your revising.
1: Yeah, get us some more views, if you can. (laughs) Listen to whatever they are. I feel like we need a bit of a, a bump in the numbers.
2: Yeah, listen, goddammit. Paul yes. needs to feed his family, come on. If
1: you could, like, I feel like if everybody listening, well, I mean, imagine if everybody listening at this point, is probably three people left, but if everybody listening at the start of the podcast just said, oh, you should also listen to this, then we'd have, like, 28,000 <laughs> views a week.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I, I don't know who I said it to, but my boss, last week, my boss was like, oh, I, um, tell me about this podcast. Well. Is it something sort of... Will I learn a lot about the NFL listening to it? And I was just like, oh, God, no, no. <laughs> if, no. You know, not
1: a thing. Um, but You're more confused after listening to us. My yeah. dad has started listening to the podcast, apparently. And he asked me how old you both were, because he has no idea who you are.
3: Wow. Who's
1: this, your boss? My dad. Your dad? Ah. What's he saying? 15-40? Uh, he, he thought... And I, I'll say it, because it's funny. He has someone... His best mate is from the same area as Andy. Uh-huh. And sounds exactly like him, so he thought Andy was about 50 years old. He <laughs> no. does look but, it. And what, what I said was, you're not far off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speechless. And James? I didn't know he existed. I thought he, was just, he thought it was just me and you. <laughs> so, no, he... he I, I sort of said dead, but I actually don't know how old either of you are to the day. So I just said they're both in their thirties. Let's take that. Well, Andy said will
0: Mid, exactly mid. Just, well, yeah,
1: 35. Yeah, I own it's 35 and...
2: 32. <sighs> <laughs> the fact Andy actually thought I was older than him at some point here is scaring me. I did. I am not
1: even in my mid-twenties yet.
2: All oh, right, here we go. Born in two
1: thousand and seven. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am in my mid twenties, but <laughs> when when do you become mid? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. So Twenty five, really? Yeah. So I'm, so I'm still early twenties. But in Not... a lot of ways,
0: you've we've all already peaked by this point.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, I feel that. I feel that.
0: You can work out the rest. Right. Go on, sod
3: off. Right. Goodbye. Speak to you soon.